This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 57. I'm stuck overthinking. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I am so excited to be sharing this topic with you. I actually found a sign in the Target dollar spot, I think probably a year ago, that I found. And there was a bunch, and I feel like I should have picked up more of them, especially for my clients. But this little metal sign, I keep it over my fireplace, if you ever see um, on Instagram, maybe. It says, hold on, I've got to overthink this. If you struggle with your body and living in your body and potentially having issues with chronic pain or chronic illness or chronic fatigue, if you experience any of those things, you might also be an overthinker. And we're going to explain this and dive into it a little bit. I actually had to stop myself researching for this podcast and writing down too much for it because I recognized I was overthinking. So, If you are an overthinker too, you are in good company. All right, so I wanted to start with telling you a couple of quotes that I did pick up. And like I said, I could have gone down the rabbit hole for a very long time with the quotes. So I just want to share three with you today. The first one is from Albert Einstein. And he says, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. All right, the second one is the more you overthink, the less you will understand. And I'm going to butcher this, but I think this one's by Habib Akande. And the third one is if you want to conquer overthinking, bring your mind to the present moment and reconnect with it, reconnect it with the immediate world. And that one is by Emmett Ray. And we're going to talk about all of that. So, One of the reasons that this is such an important concept if you have experienced chronic illness or chronic fatigue is that overthinking is living in your mind. A lot of times people with chronic illness will tell me that they live from the neck up. They kind of ignore the rest of their body and that gets you into trouble. So overthinking can be a symptom of not being comfortable with the sensations that are happening in your body. And that's really what I want the focus of today's podcast to be. When you find yourself overthinking, this is usually a surefire sign that there is an emotion that you are resisting. Now, if you have the emotional sensations, the sensations that are created by an emotion, you might be trying to avoid that. You also might be having physical sensations that you are perceiving as pain, as chronic pain in the moment, and overthinking and overanalyzing what's happening in your body is continuing to perpetuate that chronic pain cycle. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. The first thing I want you to notice is that if you are overthinking or think about, (laughs) we're going to do lots of thinking about thinking today. 
Think about the last time that you found yourself overthinking something. Check in and see if you can remember or if you can just imagine what happens in your body when you are overthinking. And if you want to, you can think about your favorite topic to overthink. Um, Some of mine have been um, my health for sure has been something that I've overthought. There were years where I would um, get ready to go to bed and my brain would start to turn on about, you don't know why this kidney disease has happened. So you need to go research every single disease process there is out there that could potentially have anything to do with kidney disease. And so I'd get into bed with my husband and I would turn on my phone and I would start researching journal articles, scientific journal articles for hours. Guys, I used to do this. And that was because I was afraid And I didn't want to feel the fear in my body. I thought if I could find the answer of what was wrong with me, then I could finally find peace. But so backwards. You find the peace first, and then you're able to deal with the overthinking. Okay, so... When I would do that, when I would be overthinking and trying to look up articles and trying to validate why there was something wrong with me and what had gone wrong so that I could fix it, my body would tighten up. I would especially clench in my jaw. My tongue would usually be pressed up against the back of my throat. I would feel some tightness in my chest. Probably even my hands would kind of clench up a little bit. I would just be holding more muscle tension in my body. And I wasn't aware of it. So I want you to think about, like I said, this is an example when I was overthinking. One of my favorite topics, which used to be what's wrong with me. It's no longer one of my favorite topics to overthink because I've overcome that with some um, intentional models that we can talk about later. But what happens in your body when you are overthinking? Overthinking is a sign of fear and being in your head and not allowing that sensation, especially of fear, to be a part of your entire body. And we're going to dive a little bit on um, the topic of polyvagal theory, but this kind of tensing against and not allowing and trying to fix the problem is a sign of hypervigilance. It's trying to go into fix-it mode or trying to fight against what's happening or feeling really stuck and activated or trying to people-please other people. Like All of those things are signs of hypervigilance. So when you are overthinking, be on to yourself. Like, notice, am I activated in my nervous system right now? Am I experiencing fight or flight? A lot of people will tell me, oh, I'm feeling a lot of tension in my head. That's where I would feel a lot of my tension too. And I still do sometimes. I I find that the place where I have the most tension, where I hold tension, especially in my head and in my jaw, is usually when I'm driving. <laughs> It took me a while to figure this out, but I noticed I was clenching the steering wheel and clenching my jaw and grinding my teeth. And I would sit there and just have so much, start to have so much physical pain in my jaw. And I was like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, 
I guess I'm really scared right now. I'm so hypervigilant. I'm thinking about all the other drivers and all of the dangers that could happen, the things on the road, the kids that are crossing the street ahead of me, all of those things I'm trying to keep track of so that I can keep myself safe. But in the moment, I'm believing there's danger. And that's what is what causes pain is when you feel like there's something dangerous. And if you want to read all about chronic pain and how your brain creates this pain in your body when you feel like you're in danger because you're feeling these fear, you're, you're experiencing these fear emotions, I highly recommend the book The Way Out by Alan Gordon. There's lots of other resources I can give you, but that one's a very user-friendly approach that's highly scientifically based, which I love. Okay, so another thing I've talked about polyvagal theory that has the in, this hypervigilance. There's also hypovigilance, which means without vigilance. And that's when the body physically shuts down, has a collapse response. This is where hopelessness lives, where it's just like, I've used all of this energy to be so hypervigilant and that hasn't worked. A lot of times your body will go into a hypovigilant state. So just watch and see what your body's doing. The, the point with learning about nervous system regulation is that there's a place and a space in between those two that's where safety lives, because even hypovigilance is still feeling like there's a danger there. That place in the middle, that's the parasympathetic state. Those other states are sympathetic activation. But the, hypo, the, the parasympathetic state is where rest and digest and rest and repair is. That's a more of a state of alignment. It's where creativity and gratitude and abundance lives. And this is where you want to start to teach yourself that you are safe where you're at. And when you are in overthinking, usually it's because you have some sort of perceived danger. Maybe you think you said the wrong thing to somebody and you're replaying that over and over again, what you should have said, what you could have said, what you're going to say, what they're going to say back to you. All of that trying to fix it in the moment, that's really being hypervigilant. And it's thinking there's some sort of perceived danger, like maybe they're not going to like me. So then we go into the fawn, that people pleasing of, Oh, I've got to contort myself and be different so that they will like me. Again, when you are in that state, it's just like Einstein said, that's the brain that has created a problem that can, that thinking has, you can't solve the problem of that thinking with that state of mind. Being in that hyper vigilant state is not going to create an actual solution. And one of the reasons why people stay in the hypervigilant state is because they are afraid of what's happening below the neck, especially if you have a chronic illness and you think, I just have a high pain tolerance. Usually that's a cue for me when I hear people say that, that I have a really good ability for ignoring my body and the sensations that she's giving to me which I used to think that. And I used to have such pride for thinking that, that I could just, um, I had this high pain tolerance. So I just, if, if I was really in a lot of pain, it was so bad because I couldn't ignore it anymore. Now, 
in order to start to release that hypervigilance, you've got to recognize that your body is safe. And it's a safe place to experience both the physical and the emotional sensations that are happening in it. People stay hypervigilant because they're so scared of what it feels like to experience those emotions. And one of those things is that you think this is going to last forever. If I open up to this, it's never going to stop. Which again is counterintuitive. By allowing your body to be a safe place for you to fully immerse and experience those sensations in your body, it actually stops the production of more of those sensations. It's wanting it to go away that keeps it there for a long time. So I'm going to give you two pieces of advice and two things that I love to do with my clients and suggestions. And I would invite you to think about these two things when you find yourself overthinking or in a hypervigilant state where you're trying to fix it. If you do these things when you're in a more neutral state, you will have some strategies of what to do when you get into a hypervigilant state. Okay, they're really simple and you can do it today if you are in this relaxed, more aligned mode, even for a few minutes and you can do some things to bring yourself there. All you need is two post-it notes and a pen. That's it. So what I would invite you to do is to make two lists and one of these lists is going to be a soothing list or a comfort list and the other one is going to be a fun list. Okay, you with me? You got this? Right. So the soothing list is going to be all about what helps you to feel better in the moment. If you have experienced emotional um, sensations or physical sensations, what are some things that you know already that help to soothe you in the moment? So it might be calling a trusted friend or a family member to vent. It could be wrapping up in a warm blanket. If it's if you're experiencing chronic pain, it could be using a heating pad or laying down. And I love, personally, I love water. So putting my hand under running water is really soothing. And if you are just completely out of ideas and don't know what brings soothing to you, you can Google things that help to stimulate your vagus nerve. Your vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve that exists in your body and it innervates and runs through lots of places in your body. And by stimulating the vagus nerve, it helps to bring your body back to the parasympathetic state or that rest and digest state. So some other things that can help to bring you back to that state could be shaking, taking a walk. And when I'm saying shaking, I'm like actually shaking your body. Again, just Google it. Look on Instagram. There's lots of things. Taking a walk. One of the best ones and the major ones is breath work. Just like that first quote, one of the quotes said, if you want to conquer overthinking, bring your mind to the present moment and reconnect it with the immediate world. When you connect to yourself through breath work, it brings you back to that immediate world. Okay. Another one is um, emotional freedom technique tapping or EFT tapping. I love this and I do this daily. It's such a nice regulating uh, nervous system regulating tool. Dancing. 
or even listening to music, listening to your favorite song. And the list can go on, on, go on and on, but you have to find what works for you to soothe you in the moment because the point of soothing is to prove to your body that you are safe. There is no external danger that's immediately going to harm you. Okay, that's list number one. And list number two that I'm going to invite you to consider making is a fun list. Now, I did this last year when I was feeling kind of in a stuck place for a couple days. I remember telling my husband, I don't even like anything fun. I'm not even a fun person, Uh, which totally wasn't true. I mean, if you know me, I'm a pretty fun person, but sometimes even my brain wants to trick me. So it's pretty funny how that happens. Anyway, I got to work putting on my very favorite music, and this is something that I recommend if you're kind of feeling in a funk. I put on some of my favorite music, and then I started writing down all of the things that bring me joy and that I have fun with. And some of those things might overlap with your soothing list, but you really want to be thinking about what brings you satisfaction and pure enjoyment or laughter. One of my favorite things on my list for the fun list is watching funny dog reels with my five-year-old. He asks this all the time. And every time, if I can, I'm like, yes, let's watch funny dog videos because it just brings you to so much joy. Okay. All right. I don't know. You guys tell me what your joy is. I love funny dog reels and I'm not even really an animal person. I'm quite allergic to them, but I just love that belly laughing time with my five-year-old. Okay. So when you find yourself overthinking again, recognize this is not a brain problem. This is a body issue. And notice, start to pay attention when it happens. Are you experiencing fight, flight, freeze, or fawn when you're overthinking, when you're doing it? Then it's time to take care of your body by soothing or by engaging in something fun, satisfying, or really enjoyable. And it's not to resist or avoid the emotion. It's just to get your brain out of the hypervigilance so that you can be in that relaxed rest and digest place. So then you can start to allow the sensations to process their way through your body. Now, fear never needs to go away. You don't need to make fear the enemy. Fear is there to protect you. Fear is doing its job. I love this analogy that one of my coaches, Jody Moore, talks about. She says that to think about fear as just being in a car with you. It can be in the passenger side. You just don't let fear drive. You are the one that's driving. You don't let the emotions drive. And one of the ways that you don't let the emotions drive is by allowing them to be a welcome and honored guest in your body. Fear cannot hurt you. It is simply sensations that are being activated in your body because of thoughts that are happening in your brain. Okay, let's see. So again, you can't outthink your way out of a problem that was created with the same brain. You've got to move your body and let emotions flow in order to create a new mind that either can come up with practical solutions or maybe even decide that the problem wasn't a problem to begin with. 
So if you have something that you find yourself keep overthinking over and over again, maybe it's time to talk to a coach about it, to see it from the perspective of another brain that can help you open up and see what is actually going on in my mind that I'm believing that's scary. That's actually not true. Is there another way that I can perceive this? Is there another way that I can understand what's happening for me? But in order to do that, you've got to be in the rest and digest state. Because when you're in the hypervigilant, your brain doesn't feel like it's safe to change what you're thinking. And that's one of the things that I love to do with my clients is help you find that flexibility in your nervous system, realizing it's not a problem if you have hypervigilance or hypovigilance, but that you can easily flow between the states, something that we talk about a lot. And it is so freeing to my clients and they find so much healing in their bodies emotionally and physically. All right. I hope everybody has an incredible week and I can't wait to see you on the podcast next time. Bye everyone. Are you feeling low energy these days? It might be time for you to hop onto the Monday morning creating energy class. It's at 1130 a.m. Eastern time, 830 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. Click in the show notes and you can get your very own personalized link to the Zoom class and meet us there for a definite shift in your energy and what you're bringing to this next upcoming week. See you at class. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.